Hello, I'm Karina Givargazov, the founder of Mission Magazine. I normally do these podcasts with my co-host Charlene Spateri, as I'm sure most of you know. She's the singer and songwriter from the UK band Texas, and she currently is wrapping up a new album, which is coming out soon. I can't wait to hear it. So for now, it's me doing the podcast on my own, I'm afraid. Our next guest has quite a few accomplishments, from advisory board member at the World Innovative Network, Twin Tech, Rutgers University, Big Data. She's been at South by Southwest Pitch 2020. She's part of XR in Learning. She's an entrepreneurial mentor at the Townsend School of Engineering at NYU. She's a fellow at the America's Institute for Cybersecurity Leadership. She's been a speaker at TED Talks, uh, at NAB Show, Augmented World Expo, She's been at the World Summit on Innovation and Entrepreneurship. I mean, the list is absolutely endless. And the other day she popped up on our Instagram feed with her lovely face smiling on the NASDAQ billboard in Times Square, New York City. As it comes to the end of National Hispanic Heritage Month, please, please, please listen in to the conversation I had with the incredible Colombian Rosario B. Cáceres. She really embodies the slogan, impossible is nothing. Thank you for always tuning in. Take care and be well, everybody. So, Rosario, welcome back again. Second time attempting to record this. Anyone who's listening, if you hear like a bit of a, I don't know, background noise or something, it's it's the global internet trying to connect us all and we're just trying to work our way through it. And I just wanted you to be on the podcast, Rosario, because it's Latino Hispanic Heritage Month. And it's important to have your voice on this, but also just a bit of background before we really dive into your amazing achievements. Thank um, you. <laughs> I first met Rosario at something, a talk I had done, I think two years ago coming up. And you explained to me that you're a technology whiz, you're into augmented reality, virtual reality, and we exchanged numbers. And it took me a while to reach back out to you just because I've got such a small team and one pair of hands. <laughs> and of course, um, we bonded on our first call, I think, probably. And you came to my rescue on issue three and wanted to be involved with Mission and has been part of the team ever since and an absolute critical, important part of the team. And I have to say, whenever I've had a hard day or we're fighting through something, whenever you and I've had a meeting to connect, you put such a massive smile on my face. It is my honor, Karina. I really enjoy working with you. You know that. Yes. Yeah. I, I really think what you are doing, what Mission is doing, the impact, uh, I, I really like it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, then that leads me very smoothly into just reeling off some of your achievements and your past experiences because I knew some of them, but when you sent me a bit of your, when I asked your bio the other day and you sent through what you sent through... <laughs> I was kind of knocked sideways a little bit because I just think it's such an incredible achievement that you and you're still conquering and, and doing all everyone's asking you to do talks and presentations and conferences and there's me going Rosario what's my password what are we doing how do we get in I'm not so stupid reading well I mean I'm just going to say to our listeners a few of them you are award-winning women in tech advocate Colombian-born serial entrepreneur. One of your one of your many passions is finding women, Hispanics, using technology to solve 
key global challenges. You're the co-founder of XR Americas, uh, based in New York City, which we'll get back to in a moment because I want to find out how that all started. Um, you're the co-founder of Business Creative Partners, a digital transformation for Hispanic-owned businesses. The former CEO of Grupo Senseta, a Silicon Valley start-of-the-art big data artificial intelligence organization. You're advisory board member of the World Innovative Net Network. You're also the winner of Ford's Legendary Women as a co-founder of VR Americas, and you've become one of the 100 most disruptive women in New York. I mean, the list carries on and on and on, and it's just... <laughs> It's unbelievable. It's un <laughs> and we've never really talked, we've never really had a, a conversation like this before because it's always just me, me having an absolute panic attack about mission and coding. And, and I'll put this in, we always introduce our, our people before the, the talk. But again, I've just got to say Rosario very kindly and using her expertise to code the digital magazine. And I'm really, really proud to have you part of this. Of, no, of mission journey. I'm really excited. So I'm going to kick it off with, what did you study in school? Because <laughs> that's a very good I'm, question. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't it had to do augmented reality <laughs> at I, that point. <laughs> I, I started by being a political scientist. Wow. So I didn't know that either. Oh, we're going to learn so much about you on this podcast. What was that? Was that something that you're parents careers were in or that was something you came across through friends when you were younger how did you get into political science well basically my dream was to be the president of colombia of my country when i was a when i was a, a a young woman i was dreaming to be a president of colombia i started political science i um, i did uh, the major in economics and uh, basically, I, I, I did the task. I mean, I was uh, even chief of staff for a Colombian first lady. I mean, I wow. was doing the roadmap just to, I mean, my journey was bringing me to what I was dreaming. But at that moment, Colombia was having a big change, uh, improving economy, improving everything. And I realized that private sector plays a very important role. And then I decided to switch career I did an MBA and I prepared myself and I started uh, my first company, BC Partners. That was for, for it was back in 2009, uh, we started landing foreign direct investment into Colombia and supporting the landing of those operations. Gosh, gosh. <laughs> what was, was there, a, was there like a pivotal moment that made you switch careers? Basically, when I understood that, I mean, politicians are very important because, of course, democracy is a very important uh, thing, a framework. But basically, the ones who move the economy, the ones who can really create the jobs, not just promise a job, but create the jobs, are private sector, are private companies. And that's why I decided to move there. Uh, the companies landing in Colombia, or at that time, the investors looking to the new Colombia, uh, were very enthusiastic on it. But but we know landing in a country you don't know is is difficult because of the cultural things, because of the environment, because of knowing who is who really. And that's when I decided. Uh, well, and I was working in anti-corruption be before being uh, working with the first lady then. I realized that my background could add a lot of value to the companies deciding to invest in Colombia in order to be sure that they will never regret being investing in Colombia. 
And that's how I ended up creating my first company for consulting. And some years later, uh, back in 2013, a Silicon Valley company acquiring a small Colombian company arrived to my office. And that was in Seta. Six months later, they offered me to be the global CEO. And that's how I moved to technology. That was the, the, the pivoting point to move career into technology. And, and uh, when I left Senseta, almost two years later, I decided to, to restructure busy partners to be an incubator for, for, for tech companies, for tech founders. And finally, with COVID-19, we realized that a lot of amazing companies need to be digital, need to be transformed to digital. And that's how we how we restructure busy partners to be a digital incubator. And, and also, that's, that's one reason why I, I love your, your magazine and I love to spend time there because, because it's a way to create uh, real change. I mean, to create the conversations to, for, around uh, important topics, to, to make visible people who is doing things and making changes. Yes. No, I know. It's, I, I, you and I have said this before. I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised no one's done what we've done yet to have a digital interactive magazine, not a PDF that just flips pages. But um, yes. I, love, I, I love that you're also, because this really does sum you up. You're a co-founding member of Dreamers and Doers. You're such a doer. Whenever I'm on a different time zone to you, I'm in New York right now and you're in Colombia. So there's, is there, I think there's an hour difference behind. Yes. But whenever I'm in the UK, you're always available. It's like, you, I mean, I know I don't sleep much. But you too. It's not. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> I, no, feel, I, I feel lazy compared to you. You're so... You're so driven and you have such a purpose. And I think that goes back to you being um, recognized as a disruptor as well, because you wouldn't have got to all these achievements, like working with the uh, First Lady of, of Colombia, if you weren't visionary and you didn't have that drive. And I think you've got such an incredible drive and steadfast and very focused. Have you always had that? Is that something that's is yes. that the DNA of your family? Yes, uh, my mother's family. Yes. Definitely. My mother's family, my grandmother was the same way. I mean, and, and I, I always say that when I was very young, I had like 11 years, there was a car accident in my family. And some members of my family passed away. My, my aunt, who was a founder of a school and a complete doer also, she passed away very young. And at that moment, I realized that what you are not doing today, you are not sure that you can do it tomorrow. That's very good. That, that I really think that moment changed my, my perspective of things. And I realized that uh, making the things to happen, I mean, I can't go to sleep feeling that I was able to do something important today. You know, it's like, and, and I know I'm a little bit intense, <laughs> but, but that intensity allowed me to, to switch career to be, I mean, I, I know many people, it's funny because many people is telling me in some conversations, well, but it's the first time you are doing this. I'm like, yes, I was that way my entire life. The first time I was working in anti-corruption, I, I was the best one there. The first time I was working in XYZ, I was doing it great. And it's not just because of me. It's because I tried to surround myself with people who is better than me. Yeah, and that yeah. helps a lot. 
Yeah, because you're learning the whole time, aren't you? And advancing, yes. and, and, and I guess keeping up with them. I love you being intense. I'm intense. And I think that's why you and I get on. I'm just thinking of a time when we were putting this the issue four out. It was, I think, I don't know, three in the morning in the UK, and I'm working, and you're you're still working, <laughs> and you're replying back to me. And and you know, I love I love another thing that I think is so brilliant about you, and it's something an experience I haven't had much of until I've met you is women helping women that's very important uh and but i really you know i really well i learned that from my family for sure my mother my my grandmother my sisters but but there was a moment a pivotal moment and there was telisa doctrine you know her i uh she was at the same panel uh where you were the day we met and when i arrived to new york uh, to living in new york I met her. No, I didn't meet her. I received an email from her one day. And she was offering me to be a speaker at an event, uh, at her event. And that was the first time I was presenting at an event in English. You know, that's my second language. I'm not, I mean, I learned English as an adult. It means uh, it was a big challenge. And I told her, Telisa, I'm not sure I'm able to do it because I'm not, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and she was like, no, 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 no. You are able because you know the topic. And that's the important thing. And I was like, okay, let's try. And some weeks later, she called me. She offered me a connection with something. And she was, and one day I asked her, I mean, how can I give you act? Because you are so generous. And, and she told me, I don't get the question. And I was like, well, what, you are giving me too much and I'm giving you nothing. I mean, and she was like, no, we are not. I mean, we are just growing the cake of women building interesting things and helping each other. And and from there, she introduced me with uh, Dreamers and Doers. And now we are we are co-founder members. And and I really think that makes the difference. Yes, yes. God, that's amazing. That's amazing. You said to her what I say to you. I'm always saying to you, oh, my God, thank you so much. What can I do to help you? Yeah, thank you so much. You've been, cause you've been so, but you've been so kind to, to meet a mission, to give in your time. And it's, I, have to, I sadly have to say that it's not been, since I started mission, that's not been my experience. A lot of, and I say this like hand on heart from true experience, 99% of 40, 40, age 40 women and above have not helped. They've said it out their mouth, but they've not followed through. And it's the younger um, generations that have actually kind of come up and helped. There's a small amount of people that are friends that have helped me. And it's, it's been hugely disappointing because you just think, well, well, why can't you help someone else? You know, aside from the women to women helping, but why can't you just help someone if you're going to say you're going to help them? That's always something that's really, that really bugs me. And one, one comment, one quote you said on a podcast that I listened to that you had done was, my thing is people, not technology, <laughs> which I love. I love that sentence. Can you explain that to me? Because you're in technology. Yes. So what, does that, what does that mean? But I'm in technology because because I realize the power of technology to help people to be better at what humans are better is a way, is an enabler, not uh, not the, the, the end purpose. Is a way to, I mean, with technology, you can scale solutions for humans. And, and if you see, I, I used to tag uh, hashtag things as augmented humans, because if we know how to use technology, I mean, with the level of technology that we have in the world, we is unbelievable that we still have problems like education, lack of education, uh, like uh, lack of health, like poverty, 
because there are too many ways to create uh, solutions for many more with technology. You know, we uh, we we can't just say no. It's not it was po- it's not possible because that community has no internet access. No, well, it is possible to give them internet access. Yes, yes. It's just a human decision. Then my work with technology, of course, uh, is is uh, to find solutions for human things, for problems, necessities, uh, needs. You know, my one of my obsessions is also the, the training of the workforce and how we can use these technologies to improve the way they are trained for the job, but also how they, they will have less, less accidents when they are in the field. For example, people keeping the, the electric uh, um, grid in the cities. You know, th- those, those works that we call now uh, uh, essential workers are more than 50% of the workforce globally. Gosh. Then how we are using technology to give them more tools to do their work better with, the, with less risk, basically. Yes. How, how did you start XR Americas? How did that get started and how did you meet? <laughs> The people that you worked with on this. Okay, well, I um, I left Sensera. I was the CEO for that company, but that company opened my mind to see the power of uh, some frontier technologies. Okay, I realized that there was an amazing potential, and I resigned to that company because, well, that was not mine. And there is a moment when when you are not the owner, but you are, let's say, decision maker. As is, is, there is a moment when you can't do more without pushing the co-founders in another way. Do you know what I mean? Then I left the company and two months later, my husband was appointed to work in New York. Pure love, I did the sacrifice to move to New York. <laughs> no, it was an amazing opportunity. <laughs> And when we arrived, when we arrived, I was defining what to do uh, from there. And there were two options. One was go back to finance and consulting as I was doing in Busy Partners before Sensera, or creating something new with technology. And of course, I decided for the second. And I did my work permit, all those things. And one day I was advising a company from a former client, Tom Herman. He was client of my consulting company three times or two times. And that was what well, that one was the third one. He invited me to advise his company in New York. And when we started, he was doing something very interesting. It is called programmatic advertising. You know, that's how when you are in front of your of your screen in internet and you start seeing a video it start uh showing you an advertising and the interesting thing is he was building a platform that was building your profile i mean your interest to brands that will pay more for your profile than for any other profile let's say uh, I will be in front of my screen and the computer is uh, or the, the, the advertising instead of being fashion uh, like shoes, because I maybe will not buy that, will show me technology. And for sure, a click is more is closer to a guaranteed, uh, a click from my end is, uh, is more guaranteed if, if it is technology. And basically, he was building something really interesting. And we, I, I saw one day uh, a 360 video. And in a coffee time, I told him, Tom, you, could you imagine how interesting this will be when, when the world uh, will have advertising all over the place in 360? And you could offer 
solutions for the viewer, for the user, just based on, on her profile or his profile, but with a very accurate uh, information. And he told me, I know you. And uh, if you are talking about that, you will start something around that topic. If, if any time you start, count on me. And that's how I engage uh, Tom Herman. And, but we were in a lack of uh, a person coming from communication and, and uh, content creation, let's say. And that's how I call Lucas Capaz. He's a friend since we were friends. I mean, uh, he studied in a school that was the broader school to my, to my school. And uh, we met since we were teenagers. And I remember he was a, a he was the head of international uh, channels for a broadcaster, and I called him and I told Lucas, "You already left that uh, that role, that appointment. Uh, I want to tell you a story and invite you if you want to join us." And these are my co-founders, and that's how we started. Wow. wow. We, we, we wrote a, a simple plan of, uh, of goals and accomplishments that we will, uh, like challenges that we will try to solve. Uh, and we agree that if uh, for a certain date we will uh, um, accomplish those goals, we will start the company. And that was, I mean, uh, the only condition that both uh, uh, asked for was that I will be a CEO. And I was like, no, for sure, I can be a CEO. For sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy to do it. And that's how we started. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and you connect, I remember you connected me to, to, um, to Tom and he came to the office um, talking about intense. My goodness. He's very smart. He's so incredibly clever. And I say the word intense in a good way. Um, yes, like you and I. <laughs> I in a really good way. Um, he, I remember him giving a proposal for mission and I didn't know where to look or turn. It was so detailed and so uh, forward thinking yes. um, that it scared the hell out of me. And I just said to you, <laughs> Rosario, I'm trying to put the magazine out. I can't possibly look at this. There's just two. In, it's, it was so detailed and... Um, which I think which makes such a great company that, you know, XR Americas are, that you're doing such incredible things because you've got great people around you. Yes, that's true. Which is, is critical, I think. I think that's that's 99% of the of the success of a company, the team, the people. Yes, yeah, completely. How, how challenging have you found it being in COVID, everyone locked down? Because I know you do a lot of, you know, you salute a lot of on-stage speaking events. and. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, it's interesting because, because well, from my own perspective, I mean, I personally, I work better not being uh, moving from one side to the other. I mean, I, you know me, I'm very, uh, my scope is always what I have in front of me to be done. And, and, and for me, having the time to be concentrated, avoiding any commuting is amazing. I, I didn't went out of them of my home uh, since uh, COVID started, but not even for, I mean, for nothing. I was here and I'm happy to be here. Of course, I have the best uh, partner ever, and uh, and that's that's already a positive thing to have. But I can see other people uh, struggling very much in my team. Uh, in uh, I mean, for example, Tom was moving from Singapore to New York again. Uh, all these movements and this crisis are giving us some, some let's say, challenges. 
Yes. Or yes. Lucas. Lucas has two kids, and and all the situation is completely different. And and of course, it it is challenging for sure. Uh, in a way that I, my my presentations and and speaking engagements and everything everything continued because it took some months to adapt again. Yes. But yes. he's running again the same way without moving. My only condition is I will do it online. And uh, well, there we are. If my sister says that if you only have lemons, you should do margaritas. Yes, oh, I love that. Because <laughs> most people say make lemonade. No, 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 no. No, 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 margaritas. Margaritas, <laughs> God, yeah. And, and I guess, you know, working in technology, it makes sense to do everything online and, and the internet. And, and I'm the same with, with the lockdown. It's um, just, I'm always at a desk in front of a computer. I don't get out and it's, you know, my, my schedule hasn't changed really so much and, and you know developers team is working very well because of course they know how to work remote yes. I, what yeah. i really think is, is that that this moment is showing the difference between people with self-discipline self-regulation and external factors as regulators because yes. for those it's more difficult to be to be delivering right now yeah, no, it's true. I mean, and I, we, as you know, we've got such a small team at Mission and a lot of them, and then we have interns that are young and, and in school. And I, I, I know it's been hard for them to try and do online school and then interning with us and having that focus and dedication to work from home. Sure. That you just stay focused on doing your tasks for the day. Now, we, this is the, we had to record earlier and we had some sound issues, but what we didn't talk about is the, um, what you just launched during Hispanic latino month can you talk us about what you've just some fantastic thing you just launched ideas <laughs> well from xr americas we we did a campaign those are augmented reality monuments we are calling them cyber statues and they were sponsored by, by sip and we launched together with the hispanic star alliance and this is a very beautiful campaign where you can uh, open in augmented reality you can have the monument at your place at your home uh, of four Hispanic stars. The first one was Elena Ochoa, the first Latina that went out in space. Uh, she's an astronaut, phenomenal uh, story. And that was the first one. The second one will be discovered today. Then I can't mention that. But but we are, we are launching four for the month. Uh, on the other side, from Busy Partners, we are launching a digital incubator for Hispanic business owners. And basically is how we can help with a, an eight weeks program, uh, a group of Hispanic founders with companies that are not digital, not technological companies, but they need to learn how to adapt to digital otherwise they will not survive. And that's the second thing we are launching. That's incredible. How long did the augmented reality uh, that you've just launched now, how long did that take from you being approached to, to actually to full completion of the project? Oh, that was very quick because, of course, uh, well, the Hispanic Heritage Month, you can, can't can move. Then, uh, yeah. But it was like a four-month project. Wow. Yes. And, uh, well, now the, all the statues are, are already ready for launching, even when they will be open to the public in, in three weeks, the, the last one. But they are ready and they are already approved and everything because, of course, also because we were working with corporations, you know, in that case, the corporate approvals and the things, it, it takes a little bit more of time. But it's very beautiful. 
is is that that project I really love because of the message it is sending. You know, well, uh, it's like they don't exist. Those are monuments that doesn't exist in the real world. Then we are building them in the digital reality. Well, I hope that they do. Then that's that would be great to see those statues honoring for sure the first Latina woman in space actually in Colombia. This this is this will be this is in uh, in the U.S. These four are in the U.S. This campaign is for the U.S. Right, right. And the monument, Elena Choa's monument, if I'm not wrong, is in Houston, where it is planned to to appear, if if it converts to a real, I know, in San Diego. Sorry, is is beautiful. It's a beautiful project, really. It's very cool, and I think we're starting to see. I think with lockdown, especially with like in the fashion industry, that's such an in-person experience going to a fashion show going to do photo shoots and it's going to be interesting to see how media can adapt and pivot during these times which is aware I think your expertise it's almost like you've been waiting for this this <laughs> moment to, this moment I, I dare say that an opportunity where people really can push digital because I think it's been augmented reality and virtual reality it's been there but I well, think it's been yeah. slow to really go to the mass market it's interesting because I think this moment is anticipating like 10 years, you know, because because finally companies are understanding the power of remote, the power of experiences that are digital. But at the same time, for some of the technologies, the hardware is sold out. Let's say, for example, for virtual reality, hardware was sold out because nobody expected this many people trying to use it. Uh, there, there are amazing apps that were that were growing during this time, like one for or more than one for doing exercise at home with the headset and going to mountains and beautiful places, lakes to run and do your exercise, basically at your home. But 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 headsets are sold out. If you don't have them, you should wait for them to be available again. God, you, I didn't even think about that. You think, I'm thinking bikes are sold out because we're trying to get a bike to get around town. And um, But of course, on technology, that's a great idea to have an app to go and do something in a virtual space. Ah, it's amazing. Great. Yes, it's amazing. And it's, I mean, you, you can... There are many applications, of course. There is people playing with Beat Saber like, as an exercise. Uh, but also these apps creating environments or creating personalized training for you in digital worlds is, is an amazing opportunity. We are, we are living a very interesting moment. Uh, the, I, I wish the world will, will learn this uh, lesson of how we are building the next world and not how we are trying to go back to the past one. You know, that's, I, I think that's the challenge now. It is. It's, it's another way, advanced way of communicating, isn't it? I mean, look, we're doing this podcast via our computers. And I, I said to one of my team yesterday, or some, I can't remember whoever I spoke to yesterday, saying, I, I, wish, I'd invent, I wish I'd invented Zoom or knew a competitor to Zoom. Because who else is doing something like Zoom? No one. Everyone, it's been like, let's do a Zoom call. Let's do a Zoom meeting. And it's, it's, I think that's ingrained into our future now that it's going to, I, I think this horrendous pandemic has changed globally how people work. It's, you don't need to be in an office. You don't need in-person meetings. Yes, but but we wish we wish people will learn how to use advantage of it for good, not just yeah. trying to go back to the to the regular reality. 
Yes, I liked what you were saying earlier about um, how you use uh, your thing as people, not technology, but how you can help people learn, like if there's poverty somewhere or there's no internet somewhere, how can we help and, and solve those issues? And um, if, it's a, if yes. it's a big problem, people yeah. can't be bothered unless they've had a direct impact on their life or something before like you had you, you said earlier that you had a your family tragedy mm. with uh, this car crash that opened your eyes to do something powerful and meaningful with your life and not wasting a day which I, I think is I think if you have don't have those kind of moments people aren't as as um purpose-driven yes I believe but um what's next what's next what what project are you up to next apart from working with me on issue five at some point when Yes, sure. I get my, <laughs> I get my stuff together. What, what else is XR Americas on? Are you allowed to explain or divulge any other? We are, yes, we are working on our own uh, platform. That's, that's where we allocate the majority of the time, for sure. We are developing uh, some features for training of workforce using virtual reality, a purely industrial use for training of, of, bottom, of the bottom level of the workforce, basically. This is... Uh, our main question is how we can use technology to create virtual reality content for training that can be used in augmented reality also for uh, assistance in the field and how we can, with that mix, create uh, uh, create insights and value for the organizations. That's a, a very challenging thing because, because if, if we succeed, our product will be completely invisible, but will be used by companies, big companies. Uh, to connect, well, this solution with their current way to control and training the operations. That's 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 the, the permanent project where we are working. Why we are still developing and not ready? Basically, because the com the industry has no standards yet. Uh, it means that that it still it still has some challenges in terms of connecting and making it possible to be used for many different headsets and many different devices. But uh, but there we are developing the, the platform and, and doing some really interesting, uh, uh, let's say, uh, use cases. And uh, well, with COVID, we are completely concentrated there. We should be launching this to in, in January, around January. And we are what we are doing now is building the, 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 the system and the way it is capturing and, and, and gathering the information for the training process at a very affordable uh, cost. That's a challenge. That sounds like a mammoth project. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like a, an enormous amount of work. It is. <laughs> and, and, and of course, from the other side, with the, with the incubator from BC Partners, basically, we, we are starting mid-October with the cohort, with the first cohort. It will be a uh, 20 companies, uh, eight weeks program, and uh, and we will love to see them ready to be digital and use technology to solve and, and, and scale their business the next year. God, that's incredible. Is there, is there anything that you've, do you have like on your bucket list on, on work front? Yes. Something that you want to achieve? I'm sure you do. Something yes. that you want to achieve. That, 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 that's why, that was, that was something that was in my, in my mind uh, since a lot of years. One of my dreams was to be an incubator, basically, because it's a way to, to transfer knowledge. 
to to make your experience useful for many other founders. It's difficult to create a company, and you know that. But but it's a little bit easier when you have others who already did the things helping you to build it. And uh, that's why it was relatively quick to... I mean, COVID started, and my husband and I said, well, let's make this possible. Uh, our plan was to start this in 2021, but we moved uh, the things and we worked and pushed ourselves to be ready. And now the material for training of the companies is amazing. Uh, but also the mentors who accepted to be mentors of these companies, they are a gift. I mean, I can't believe all these amazing people accepted and, and is ready to help these companies. For any company that will participate there, for sure, just having a session with any of these mentors will be a gift. That's incredible. That's back to the sharing of you giving your time. You're, I mean, you're, it's back to what I said earlier. You're very generous. Well, if, if we have a better world, uh, it's just in my own interest. <laughs> you know, I, if, if we are building a better world and, and better environment and, and uh, improving the economy, for sure, is not only generosity. Is is like this is what should be done. Yes, yes. No, it's true. It's but it's it's um it's great that you can do that. But also through technology is such an advanced. It, it's so advanced what you're doing, and to be able to train these big corporations as yes. well with training through virtual reality is really ahead. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. I mean, but it's it's also I think to do something experiential like that. It's exciting. Yes, completely. And in some way, we are creating an industry. You know, we are part of the ones moving the frontier of this industry. Yes, yes. That's amazing. That's one of the things that motivates myself. But at the other side, we know that many companies don't have any tool. And that's why the other project is like complementary. Even when those are two different companies, well, Busy Partners is also an investor in XR Americas, then, of course... Uh, both are very much related, not only because of me, but but are like the two two extremes. One is the one who is already in the frontier, and the other is the one not letting uh, companies behind, trying to have everybody at least in the minimum uh, level to be to be operational in a digital world. What do you do to relax? <laughs> <laughs> well, I go to relax. I I share time with my husband. I read uh, and I take uh, courses, classes of different things. I'm always le- always learning something, and and that relaxes me very much. Do you find that you? Because I I think you are you and I are very very similar. Yes, um, I agree. In, in what we do in our in our lives, and um, I only realised this about myself very very recently. I can't sit still. I know. I've got to always be doing something yes, um, I and I think I think you're the same that you're all like you I just said what you do to relax and you take crisis courses. I also do, <laughs> do, do calligraphy I also do calligraphy that's one of oh, my passions wow. yes that's that's my my grandmother taught me how to calligraphy and that's one of my passions I have a very beautiful uh, collection of pens and, and and calligraphy elements oh wow that that's that's the relaxing that must be so yes. therapeutic Yes, is and also coding. Trust me, sitting to try to build something is 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 really cool. Yes, but yeah, I suppose because it's it's. I mean, I'd love. That's one thing I would love to learn to do is to code. I I looked into it. 
three years ago, I found an online course and I, I, I looked into it for one day and I thought, I'm out of my mind. How on earth have I got time to learn to bloody code? It's I've got enough of my plate. And for me, it wasn't relaxing. It was just stressful. No, and it takes bit. a lot of time. Of course, it, yes. you need yes. to practice and you need to keep yourself uh, trained because, of course, it's, it requires a lot of time. That's true. Yes. But, but well, that's that's part of it. I've, I I really enjoy that time. The time I'm when I'm I'm developing and I'm in front of the computer trying to build something. No, I bet calligraphy. I think is beautiful though. Beautiful. Really beautiful. I used to love when I'd go to the fashion shows. They would sometimes you'd have invitations and the on the envelope. Obviously, it's handwritten, beautifully written, beautiful. And I'd often keep those because it was just it's art. Or every time somebody in my family or, or friends, close friends, are marrying or something like that, I mean, or or they are having a key event in their lives, I'm I'm giving them the the, the envelopes. Uh. Rosario, I've I've learned so much about you on this podcast. <laughs> I'm ashamed that we haven't had this kind of conversation before. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm going to try not to, I'm going to try after this um, podcast to write down all my passwords so I never have to ask you that question again. You can ask me, for sure you can ask me, that's an opportunity to talk then, don't worry. Oh, I want to say thank you so much for doing this with me, thank you so much and you are... I admire you so much, even more so than I did before with all your achievements, you're just... You're incredible. You're incredible. And it's... <laughs> no, thank you. No, I'm, I'm very happy that we met for sure. Me, me and, uh, and I'm sure that, that this is a, this is a friendship that will last long time. I, I agree. I agree. And it's, um, your energy and your optimism is wonderful. I wish I could bottle it and, and give it to people <laughs> because it, Thank there's you. been times when, I, when I've had a, I've, as you know, I've been close to tears sometimes with the <laughs> workload and the stress. And I just had that lovely laugh of yours. No, thank and you. it just, just makes the world okay. So if anyone wants to just keep replaying this podcast to hear Rosario, that just, it's, it's wonderful because you're <laughs> such an inspiration. No, thank, well, you, I'm gonna, thank you. My honor. I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your Friday because it's just beginning for us both and have a lovely weekend and, and thank you so much for being part of this No, same and, and thank you have an amazing weekend and thank you for what you are, do, you are doing every day thank you Rosario okay all the best take care bye bye thank you for listening to our podcast with Rosario I'm sorry if there were some noise issues. She's currently in Colombia and had construction on her street, but we persevered. I think she was absolutely worth it. Our next guest is also someone quite remarkable. In honour of Breast Cancer Awareness this month, I speak to cancer survivor, a businesswoman, a great cook, but really more importantly, a lifelong dear friend of mine. Tune in to the next episode where we speak to Libby Han, founder of Who Shirt Company. Take care and be well, and thank you for listening to My Mission Is.